Welcome back to the John Henry Foster podcast. John Henry Foster is a leading distributor and service provider for automation, robotics, and compressed air systems. Today, Dustin Rubitz will be talking about collaborative robots as well as the collaborative robot we distribute. What makes collaborative robots different from industrial robots? I'd have to say the number one thing that anyone's going to be discussing is going to be the safety side of it. With industrial robots, you have to have guarding around the entire system as well as you need to have light curtains or area scanners. You have to interface with a PLC to make sure that you have all the safety uh, measures put in place. The other thing is really realistically it's the ease of programming. you're not going to use your typical syntax that you'd find on industrial robots. These are done with utilizing flowchart type based programming as well as you can see function block. If you wanted to do text you can but realistically the best thing is how simple they are to program. Anyone not even having experience with a robot can be programming the robot and moving it within the first 10 to 15 minutes. Um, The other big difference would be um, a lot of people have to keep in mind that when it comes to cobots, they're typically a little on the slower side, they have less payload, and then sometimes in certain cases they may not be as accurate since they're constantly looking for torque feedback just to make sure that they're not going to interfere with a human being on the safety side of things. What markets and applications are collaborative robots usually used in? Well, when it comes to what we've been seeing lately, probably the top um, applications at least that we see are typical pick and place. Um, We get into some machine and press tending. That's probably actually been our number one, especially on the press tending side of things. Um, Sometimes when you get into machine tending, having to communicate back and forth with the CNC um, system or the BMC, uh, that communication can be difficult if there's not already a robot module on there. Uh, The other thing we get into is gluing, dispensing, um, some welding, and then we actually have a few screw driving applications that have been successful. I mean, the markets that we get into um, typically relate to food and packaging. We're seeing a big uptick in the rack, like the recreational vehicle manufacturing, Uh, just pretty much, I think, due to the fact of COVID because more people are buying those products. So that's been a huge market for us. We're also a lot in the medical, um, agriculture, and universities have been purchasing quite a few of these robots as well. What are some of the best features of TechMan robots? Hands down is the integrated vision of it. Uh, If you look at other collaborative robots, um, it's been very difficult to be able to have a solid interface handshake between the external vision system and the robot itself where TechMan's the only robot on the market right now that has a integrated vision system that works very well. Um, it's got capabilities of color, OCR, so optical character recognition. We can do barcode reading. We can even do slight inspection along with just your simple um, part presence. Uh, the other one that we've already touched base on would be the ease of programming. Again, you're programming off of a flowchart based, which is easy for somebody to visualize on how that works. 
and that's been a, a solid thing for people that are not familiar with robots. Um, the other thing is when you're moving the robot around by hand, so in the freebot mode, it's got the ability to lock out an axis. So if you had it flat to the table and you just wanted to move up straight in the Z axis without the other X or Y or any rotational axes moving, you can actually say that I want to lock that axis out. And we've found that that's been very useful, especially you can even turn it into a Scara style robot too. Um, so that's been a great feature that we like about the Techman. Um, the other thing is it's got really good abilities to move from machine to machine. So if you wanted to deploy it from one machining center to the other, like maybe you don't, you're not running that machine 24 seven and you want to redeploy it to a different location, um, Techman uses landmarks, so it looks like a uh, basically it's a QD 2D barcode that you put on the side of your machine. You wheel the robot up, take a picture of the landmark, and it'll automatically reset the UCS and it knows where the coordinate system is for that particular machine, so it'll automatically recalibrate. And for most people, uh, when it comes to the teach minute side of things, another cool thing is it it doesn't come with a teach minute, and we see that on other robots a lot of times customers will break the teach pendant or they'll want the teach pendant embedded into an enclosure so the operators not actually getting access to it so it's actually i feel been a positive feature um, where you can just bring your laptop up or you can have a dedicated keyboard and screen and um, mouse to it as well but it's just nice that you can just simply plug in with a usb cable um, do your programming and walk away and then on the robot itself it's basically just got a motion stick so you're gonna have your stop play e-stop and that's dedicated to the robot but they don't have the actual ability to make changes to the program itself. Why are Techman robots essential in manufacturing right now? Um, right now is the big thing is probably due to the fact of COVID. When COVID hit, it's became probably more prevalent. Um, obviously, robots don't get sick. Um, you're having people that are contracting, you know, the COVID-19, so they may have to go home. And you know, you also have the people that are furloughed, where with the tech man, it'll sit there and run all day long, and you won't have to worry about you know that potential you know portion of your business being affected due to the um, COVID side of things. Um, the other thing is too is um, it, it's really awesome that you can work side by side. You know, you can actually have a human being sitting next to the robot, so it's not like your industrial robot. It's really easily deployable, um, as we already discussed. And the other thing is too is this, they're gonna run consistently 24 seven, they can run lights out. You have the safety side of it, you have the quality side of it, you don't have to worry about them taking breaks and you connect with the versatility of the vision. You can run multiple parts through this without having to reprogram everything as long as it's already pre-programmed. It'll automatically be able to validate what it's looking at to make a change to the moves that it's about to make. Thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you Dustin for being here today. 
To become part of the podcast, you can email solutions at jhfoster.com. That's S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S at J-H-F-O-S-T-E-R dot com.